36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game. Listen, I'm your host, Coach Goins, and as we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight, because tonight, via telephone from the great state of Texas, we have none other than Mr. Philip Mobetta Brown on the call. Mr. Brown, welcome to Basketball More in the Game. Thank you, Coach. I'm glad to be here. You know what, uh, folks, uh, I'm, as I always say, make sure you got them laced up tight, because let me, just, let me just drop a little bit of knowledge on you. I had the opportunity to know Mr. Brown all my life. Uh, we uh, you know we grew up together on the uh, right outside of uh, I was from Southern Pines and he was from uh, Tellentown, North Carolina, and and through the years uh, we have uh, you know, went to school together and he is doing an outstanding job, uh, and again he is the handyman of public speaking, and I encourage those that don't know uh, look him up on Facebook, and as we get into the entire podcast tonight, you will find out that the the gentleman that's on. Uh, the other end of the mic, as I as I call it, is none other than Mr. Brown. So, Mr. Brown, let, let, let's just go ahead and in the first part of the podcast, we call it the fast break session, and, and we're gonna go ahead and and kick it off with a little bit of fast break. If you don't mind, tell tell our listening audience and our subscribers just you know just what makes Mr. Brown mo better. Well, you know that that name, of course, everybody's probably listening to they, they, I'm sure his mama didn't call him that. And, you're absolutely right. As Coach Goins said, the first name is Philip Philip Brown, and uh, you know, it, over a period of time, you know, I, I realized that the only person that you have to be better than is than is, is the person that you were yesterday. And you know, if you can constantly practice and saying, "I'm going to be better than I was yesterday," and I'm, you you will find yourself becoming, of course, it's a slang, more better. And so I'm not in competition with anybody. I'm just in competition with myself, and I'm trying to be a more better person. How about that? And, I, you know, when it, over the years, my, my daughter really helped me to see that because we were sitting at the dining room table, and she said, hey, Dad, you know, ever since I've known you, you've always tried to improve yourself. And I said, look, as long as we're living and we're breathing, we have a choice doing, to try to improve ourselves. So, you know, coupled with that and, and, and going around and giving presentations and speaking about not procrastinating and how to set goals and showing people that they can have, be, and live the, the life they want to live is they just make a decision. And I was like, well, you know what? There's nothing more better than that. You know what? That just uh, uh, And folks, and, and, and you, you wonder why he's on the show? Uh, you know, go ahead and stop wondering and grab your pencil and your paper and sit down. Uh, as we have this, uh, as we call it, our Sunday conversation with Mr. Mo Better Brown. So, Mr. You know, and and, and, and Phil, me, I'm, I'm going to drop. Uh, I'm going. I'm just going. We just. I'm just going to. I'm just going to call you. You know, Mo Better. So, in in, in that entire process, when when did you? Uh, I'll put it this way. When did you? When did it go? When, when did you have that that moment? That that um, as your daughter called it, that you always were improving. When did that click? And and how, and if you don't mind telling our listening audience. You know what caused you know what caused you to be able to to go down that road and and wake up that sleeping giant because I knew it was in you, uh, but what you know what at, at what crossroad and I'll call it a crossroad if it was, uh, and and if I misspoke, uh, please forgive me. But at what point in your life did you know you know what I I can do something I I've got a gift and I want to be able to give back. Well, 
you know, it, it's always been in me, uh, Coach. Um, you know, growing up, and you know, I grew up in uh, uh, humble. Um, um, I grew up very humble. You know, I didn't have a whole lot. Lived on that dirt road, and I always thought that I could just do better than what I was doing. Um, I, I love to say that you know I, I didn't graduate at the top of my class, but God knows I'm so glad that I graduated. How about that? Um, but I always knew that I had to do better than what I was doing. So you know, I joined the military, and at that time, as you can recall, there was a slogan that says, "You know, be all you can be in the army." That's right. And uh, I was a pretty good slogan, but you know, once I got in there, I thought I could never be a millionaire. Um, while I'm in the military, you know, it's kind of hard. I'm not going to say you can't. You might win the lotto or something like that. But you, there's just certain things you can do. You can acquire some rank, but you can't be a mayor of a, a town. It would be kind of difficult to do so. So I thought, okay, I, I got enough of this. I, I did my tour with the military. got out, went to college, graduated from that. And it, it was just something inside of me that said, look, you've got to do better. You come from humble beginnings, but there's something bigger waiting for you. And, and, and that's what I tell people. It may, for some people, it seems like it happens overnight. For other people, it is a, it is a journey. And, and so I'm on my journey, and I'm always trying to improve myself, getting different certificates, um, striving to do better in the things that I like. Uh, I remember going to um, university, and I wanted to, at North Carolina Central University, and I, I wasn't very good at communicating skills. And so written communication skills. And so I thought, you know what? If I major in it, I have to be better at it, right? Watch out. Come so on. Those are the things that I strive for. And, and, and then I started trying to be a better effective communicator. So I joined Toastmasters. And it was things like that that just drove me. You know what, and that, and and that's good. So, so uh, I'm gonna go. I've got uh, you, you got the fast break rolling. I'm gonna go ahead and try to finish this layup off. So you you got into Toastmasters. You woke up that giant, and and you're not in you. So you know what, I had an opportunity. Of course, you know, and I had to do a little bit of homework. And when I was doing a little bit of homework, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to find out a little bit about Mo Battle, you know, I said, I want, let me go on this page and let me kind of just tap into some of this stuff that, that he's laying down precept after precept. And I ran across the store. And I'm going to ask Mr. Brown just to kind of shed a little light on this. And I don't, don't mean to be putting him on the spot. Uh, but I just want you to hear from Mo Better Brown in reference to, you know, the one I listened to, and I listened to, you know, a, a, a ton of them, but the one that really stands out in my mind is one that you were talking about how you and your brother kept taking a look at the, the motorbike frame and, you, and, and the vision, you know, having that vision, being able to see uh, in that process. Uh, it, it, can, can you, uh, uh, am, I, am I drawing your memory? Can you remember what story that I'm talking about? Absolutely. I was speaking in terms of visualization. Yes, sir. Go ahead. In order to, Go ahead. You got the yes, mic. In order to, 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 for us to um, complete our goals, as you know, we want, a lot of times people say we have to visualize it. You see it in the mind's eyes first. And, and, and that's good. I, I, I totally believe in that. You know, a lot of people have what they have, uh, visualization parties. And what it is is people, they get together and they clip out different things of magazine and they place it on a board so they can see it every day. It's a visualization chart. Um, I, I like that. I, I had several of them and I even make movies. But what is really effective is the feeling. You got the feeling. 
How does it feel to be a best-selling author? How does it feel to write a book? How does it feel to get that promotion or start a new business? And so the, the illustration that I, that I um, uh, gave in this presentation was there was a shade tree mechanic, and he had all kind of cars, of course, and some cars he was working on, and lawnmowers and riding lawnmowers. And, and of course, he had these mini bikes. And back then, some of you old people like myself, 50-some years old, <laughs> you right? You come on, come on, come on. You're going to make me take up an offer and keep going. There you go. So, so these mini bikes is nothing but a glorified frame with a wheel and a, two wheels on it with a lawnmower mode on it. And a lot of people had them. Now, we lived on a dirt road, so we had an opportunity to drive things like that or ride things like that. And so we didn't have it. So this shade tree mechanic had a frame, ladies and gentlemen, and it had deflated tires. And in this area, it was close to a hog pen. Again, we grew up in the South, and there were flies and mosquitoes, but that did not deter us from rushing down there with my father just so we can sit on that mini bike frame. And we would pretend that we were riding and the wind was blowing in our face and my brother would get on the front, I would sit in the back like we riding on it and we would sway to the left and sway to the right, make that noise. Ah. See, we felt it. We felt it. We knew how it would feel when we get, did get a mini bike. Shortly after that, my father could not resist. He knew how much we really wanted one. We used to look in the Sears and Roebuck um, and, um, catalog all the time, and they sold the parts for the mini bikes there. And we, we were going to put the, 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 the mirrors on it and the, all this other fancy stuff, right? We were dreaming because we felt it. We didn't only see it, we felt it. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened was my father couldn't resist. We got that frame. We put a motor on it. And wouldn't you know the motor didn't work? But we still pushed that thing around. We put air in the tire. Lamont, we pushed that thing around up and down the dirt road like it had like a V6 engine in it, you know. And we had a great time. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we soaked it. And that turned into my father couldn't, he couldn't resist it anymore. He went out and got us a, a full-fledged motorcycle, dirt bike. And, and wouldn't you know it, ladies and gentlemen, this is, I love telling this story. The same day, the same day that we got that motorcycle, for some reason, mysteriously, I don't know how, that mini bike started up. Now, we were riding it. didn't have no brakes. They had one handlebar. It <laughs> had, had no seat on it. Watch you out. Put your hand down there and hold the throttle up. But for some reason, that mini bike started up, and it, it and, and we would ride it. You know, you had to push it to start it, and you didn't. You had to slide around to move and stop. But we, after that, we had several motorcycles. But it was the feeling, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm trying to get you all to see. You got to feel it. How, how, you know, how does it feel to drive a Corvette? You know, first you got to sit in one first if you've never done it. That's right. You know, males. So looking in the magazines, uh, I'm dive, driving a Dodge truck right now. I never liked Dodge trucks. And, and very seldom saw Dodge trucks until someone told my car out and I had a rental Dodge truck. And wouldn't you know it, ladies and gentlemen, that's the only thing I see now. Because I felt it. I feel the feeling of having something. So I encourage you all to just not only visualize, that's part of it, but how does it feel? Feel it inside. How how does it feel? And if you never had a million dollars, you know what it felt like when you had $50,000? 
even if it was for a brief time. You know what it felt like when you had $25,000, don't you? You know what it felt like when you had the most amount of money in the in the bank? I encourage you all, you know, you have these apps on the phones now. When you have an, 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 an excess of money, you, it may be going out in mortgage, but just look at it. Wow, look at that. My money is making money. That's a great feeling, ladies and gentlemen, and I encourage you all to do that. You know what, folks, and that, and again, that's none other than Philip Mobetta Brown that you're listening to. So, hey, we're going to take a quick uh, quick break and make sure that we pay some bills. And listen, we definitely want to give a shout-out to our, our continued great sponsor out of North Carolina. So for your insurance need, Mr. Curtis Jackson, uh, he is in Creedmoor, North Carolina. He services North Carolina and also of Virginia for your insurance needs. The he is a broker agent agent benefits coordinator. He can be reached at area code 919-614-5796. Again, Curtis Jackson. And we certainly appreciate his continued support of basketball more in the game. So if you have those insurance needs, don't as he always says, it's better to call him now than call him later. So always remember reach out 919 919- Six one four five seven nine six. So listen, we're back again with Mo Better. So listen, as as he kept dropping that story, I I, I can I can ima- I, I can see the dirt road. I can see him making that happen. I remember that man. I I never had a mini bike, but I know exactly what he's talking about. Uh, as he says, the, what the, you you had to pull string to crank it up up on the. Uh, have you ever seen the movie movie Dumb and Dumber? Uh, they they riding a little uh, they riding one of those up and down the up and down the streets as uh, as they're touring aspirin. But listen, Mr. Brown, I kind of want to uh, move on now. What you and here's the thing, folks. I encourage you again. That's Philip Brown. So check him out uh, on his Facebook page. And what I love about the logo, uh, you know, it's he's on the he's on the logo. But you know, then it says, you know, his tagline. Uh, the, actually, the photo he's standing there and he has a uh, has a, a a tape measure in his hand, you know. And his and his and his his tagline is uh, and I'm not gonna steal that thunder. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow him to share that. And if you don't mind, how did you come up with how did how did you and I know you, I, I know you had to see it visually, but how did you put all that together with the logo and then the tagline and the reference to what you do? If you don't mind sharing that. Lamont, um, um, I have been in the business um, of manufacturing and remodeling and building furniture. And the tricks of the or the trade, the tools of the trade, of course, is your hammer, your chisel, your tape measure, your ladder, your blueprint. And in my presentations, I thought, well, wow, wouldn't it be great um, to be able to identify what I've done over the last twenty years? and actually use that in presentations. And so I would tell you how you can hammer away doubt, chisel away fear. Um, You can use the blueprint to um, success or climb the ladder um, to success. And so in the presentations, I would just use those everyday tools that I would use and also um, give uh, examples of certain things that went right and certain things that didn't go wrong and to use those as uh, learning tools. Um, for instance, you may know that uh, you've heard the old adage that you should uh, measure twice what cut once. There we go. Uh, and, and, and that is that is a life lesson because you, you need to know how to make sure you cross your eyes, I mean, cross your T's and dot your I's. I mean, cross your T's and dot your I's. So 
in life, you, you just got to make sure that you take care of those things. And so I tell the stories of, of how things that didn't go right and, and why they didn't go right. So um, that's where I came up with um, Handyman of Public Speaking. Now, since then, I've transitioned because we know that um, a handyman is master of, of what? A, a, a master of none, right? Correct. So what I said, I am the... Um, Philip Brown, Mo Better Brown, transformational life architect. And so what I still do is still use those same premises and helping people to understand, you know, through the different um, experiences that I've experienced and how they can have a better life. You know what, folks? And again, you know, coaches, and I know you're listening, and we appreciate uh, appreciate your support, uh, and we appreciate that. And, and just kind of let Mr. Brown know, you know, we've been very, very fortunate. Uh, actually, this makes uh, episode 29 of Basketball More in the Game, and, and I'll give that uh, shout-out. And you can, uh, again, subscribe, like us. Uh, you can follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And we certainly appreciate our subscribers from Japan, uh, Vietnam, uh, Finland, uh, we have gone international over the last little bit, and we are so excited. And we cannot uh, uh, have another show without me stopping and appreciate uh, the coaches from Iowa. You know, all the way from every state that we're we're in, we are providing a service, and the service is having folks on like Mo Better Brown. Uh, so when you stop, and the only thing we're asking you to do, take a few minutes of your day. You know, plug in the podcast. You know, put it on your favorites list. So. When this thing drops on every Sunday, now Mr. Brown won't be on this coming Sunday. He'll be on uh, the first Sunday in August. But when that drops, you know, sit around, players. You know, listen to what Mr. Brown is telling you. Line after line, precept after precept, what it takes in in order to see your vision, your goals come to pass. So with that, let's talk a little bit, Mr. Brown, if you don't mind, as we continue to push this ball down the floor. Talk a little bit about um, uh, work-life balance. You know, you're you're a very, very successful businessman. Uh, You have a beautiful family and also uh, your self-improvement, self-help business on the side. So if you don't mind, encourage our coaches uh, that sometimes they struggle with, you know, sometimes they're in the gym too much uh, and not at home or or, or sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes maybe their wives think uh, they're putting that uh, the, the sport in front of their family. So if you don't mind, you know, just sharing what's made you successful, being able to balance uh, the three the three hats that you wear successfully. Well, well for sure, you got to have a balance. I mean, things, things just didn't work without a balance. Um, Many people are in prison right now because they don't have balance. People are bankrupt because they don't have a balance. And so once you have a healthy family, uh, family life, you, you need to make sure you nurture that. I mean, I grew up in the household. I love my father. Great guy. Great guy. But he would, uh, it just wasn't balanced all the time. He was spending a lot of time out doing a ministry. So he was doing great work, but we did not get all of the full support. So having said that, for me, I have to try to make sure that, you know, to try to keep that balance. Um, and so you have to try to take the time, spend time with the family, take them on vacations and do different things like that. Um, because it is important. Um, you know, you cannot go any further than what your, your, your family will allow you to do. you got to be there with support for them. So that, that is your backbone. You know what I mean? Because we're talking about, you know, basketball is more than a game. I mean, you can't do anything without a coach, right? There we go. Your team can't do anything without a coach. <laughs> um, and where would we be without our backbone? Well, that's your starters. 
<laughs> you know, that's your star athlete right there, your wife and your daughter and your children. Right. And so I encourage everybody, you got to be able to um, balance things out. I think, um, I, and I'm not a basketball player, but I've heard people, coaches saying you got to dribble with both hands. Think about that. you you got to be able to dribble with both hands. And so as coaches, we got to be able to be able to balance and, and organize things with both hands. We got to be able to, to maybe to lead um, with our right hand on the on the on the coaching field, and and lead with our left hand when we go home because there is a balance. And, we, and once that's out of kilter, once that's out of whack, your whole system is out of whack. Wow. And uh, I can that by, by experience. So we have to make sure that we nurture things out and we can't coach people at home like we coach people on the field or on the, on the basketball court it's not the same that's exactly it's right. not the same you know what, folks? And again, coaches, you know, we're not uh, we're not here to to throw anybody under the bus. That we, but we tap into our uh, all of our guests uh, just to you know get, just to share their experiences, what's made them successful. Uh, so you take what uh, Mr. Mo Betta uh, has, has has laid down for you, and if you can apply that uh, in your life, it's only going to make you successful. So, Hey, listen, I, I, I want to kind of go down that dirt road a little bit. Let's talk, let, let, let's, you know, let, let's, let's back up about 30 plus years. I mean, we, you know, we guess somebody says what 30 plus years, I ain't 30 years old, but we're, we're 50, we're over, you know, we, I'll be 51 in a, in a, uh, in a couple months. Uh, but with that, if, if, and, and I know you shared about the mini bike, if, if you don't mind, can you just kind of just give the folks a little, you know, a little visual of, um, you know, where you know where we grew up, you know, and the great things that because actually I, I went home last weekend. Uh, my mom's eighty, oh, you, know, you know. I went home and my mom's eighty now, uh, and and it's a little tough. And, you know, I go home because you know people, you know, my, you know, some of my family's not there anymore. Some of them have, have gone on, uh, but what a great great area that we grew up in. And if you don't mind, you know, kind of share a little bit of that uh, with our listening audience, if uh, if um, and we'll turn it back over to Mo Better. All right, so, you know, if you can picture, picture it, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a, a, a place where it's really laid back. Um, it's a golf capital. People go there to play golf and tennis. Uh, and when we grew up, that was that was, that was the that was the everything. Everybody came to Pinehurst, North Carolina, and Southern Pines and Aberdeen to play golf, play tennis. And it, we even had a lot of horse stables there, so we had a lot of horse racing. And so it's a retirement place where people come and, uh, and enjoy life, and there's plenty of money and everything we roll around. A lot of retirement people come there. So it's a really nice place to live and work. Really sleepy town, kind of like Mayberry RFD a little bit. <laughs> and, and some of y'all don't know what that is, but anyway, Google it. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, but, but, go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Go ahead. A layback place, and um, you know everybody knew everyone, and um, we hung out around street lights. But when that came on, it was time to come home, right, Lamont? Hello, you ain't catching me out there, huh? What? You better be. You yeah. better be. You better be at the house. Yeah, but, but and if you were outside and when the street lights were on, you're in the backyard eating some watermelon or something like that. So it was just <laughs> one of those country towns that some of you I might have heard your grandparents talk about. And, 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 and we loved it, um, but it was one of those things that even then, Coach, I wanted to, I just wanted to get away. It was, it was just gnawing at me 
that uh, it was just something inside saying, I, there's something else that's got to be bigger than this, and I want to be able to see more of the world. Um, but now that I'm older, I'm, I'm sure Coach can understand this, now that I'm older, you know, there's a lot of things that I wish I would have, you know, just kind of brought closer to my breast. And I appreciate it now when I go home. I really do. Um, it is a place that, uh, as I said, people know knew everyone, and somehow or another we were connected um, by some aunt or somebody, some relative. And it was a beautiful place. And I think, you know, Coach, and I, I told Coach the other day, I said, you know, Coach, what you're doing right now is not very uh, shocking um, because Coach has always had an infinity towards sports, particularly basketball. Um, and broadcasting, even in high school. This is what he did, and, and he's living the dream. He's living his purpose, and, um, you know, uh, I got off that dirt road, but actually, and if you look back at it, I'm still living my purpose. My father's a minister. Everybody thought I was going to be a minister, but I'm really out trying to encourage people to live better. And the other thing is that I'm practicing my craft as, as far as using my hands, and that's what I did as a kid. I, I dreamed about building things and didn't have the, all the tools to do it. I would take an old brick and old nails out of the ash pile and, and put some wood together and try to build a fort and or try to build some type of boat or race car or something like that. And that carried me on to where I am. So I turned my passion into profit. Wow. And you, ladies and gentlemen, that is none other than Mr. Philip Mobetta Brown. So, and again, I I got I got to go here, and, and people wonder why he's on the show. Come on, get off of it. Make sure you dial us in, and uh, and 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 like us, leave us a comment, and and ask us, you know, what else that you want to hear. And you know, Phil, you know, sitting here, Mobetta, and as you, as you were walking that down thing, and, and I was thinking the same thing when when I went around the traffic circle, which you know what Mobetta was talking about, which linked the Pinehurst, the Southern Pines, and Aberdeen. Allowed you to go down to those different pockets of the county, you know. You know, sometimes, you know, and and this is not a, a pie in the sky when I say that. You know, something we, we did. We were very, very blessed to grow up in in the town that that we grew up in. Being able to go to the high schools uh, that we that we went to in the in the um, you know late uh, late seventies, early eighties. Uh, it was just dynamic. I mean, and I tell my son all the time, I say, you know, the friends that I grew up with were, you know, were dynamic. You know, we, it just seems like we, we were very, very fortunate. And now when I go home, uh, actually I, I stopped and, and ate at a restaurant. It was you know, a relatively new restaurant and, and it was crazy. I went on down to Aberdeen and it was when I'm saying I stopped by this restaurant and ate at a restaurant. I didn't know about anybody in the restaurant. Then we made our way all the way down to Aberdeen and got, took my mom to a couple stores and was in a couple stores and didn't know anybody in the store. And they, while her and my wife were in the store, I sat out front by the ice cream shop and people walking in the ice cream shop. I still didn't know anybody. I was like, why? And it hadn't been gone that long. But just to sit in, in the town that I grew up in to where, you know, you, you back it up 20, 30 years ago. You know, I would always rant. I, there was been people walking by and calling my name and, hey, what are you doing? But now, now you know, the town has grown. Uh, and it's not not the same anymore, but it's the memories that we cherish. And I certainly appreciate uh, Mo Better taking us down down that road. Hey, listen, we're gonna try to change gears right now, folks, and and go into the uh, second uh, part of the podcast. And what we call this one is in the paint. You heard a little bit of fast break session. Now we're gonna start peeling the onion back as. Um, Mo Banner was talking about having that vision. Now what I'm going to ask him to do is share from his heart 
uh, what it means to set goals uh, and how and number one, how to set a goal. And then once you set a goal, how do you how do you keep that? How do you keep that measurement? So think about when Mo is laying this down, uh, how he takes his ruler. And as he said earlier, he does what he measures twice and cut once. So I'm going to turn the mic back over to Mo Better. Wow, I thought we was going through a break that's really quick. <laughs> but here's the, here's the deal. I mean, goals are very important. At, at this point now, many people think it's just a cliche. Um, um, but but here's something I love to ask when I'm giving the presentation. When do you start building the house? I mean, think about it. When do you start building a house? Think about that for a minute. Now, everybody's starting to think, well, what do you mean, when do you start building the house? You know, you, some of you probably think about, well, when the foundation is laid. Or, um, um, I mean, when you get the money. But the, here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, it's a trick question, but when you think about it, it really isn't. You start building a house when it's complete. Now, that even sounds more convoluted. But you build the house when the blueprints are completed, when all the plans, all everything is done as it is supposed to work. That's when you start building the house, when the house is complete, when the blueprints are complete. So when we start looking at our goals, you know, you look at the goals like building the house. You, you got to make sure that you have a proper blueprint. And before you set a goal, you got to know what you want. Because the universe will give you what you ask for. It might not be what you need, but it will give you what you ask for. So you have to understand what is it that you really, really want. Set it in your mind. Write it down. Now, the reason why we tell people to write it down, because when we write it down, it becomes law. Coach, if you think about this, if we, I'm not a Bible thumper, but if I told you that Jesus didn't die on the cross, it would be heresy. He would tell me, yeah, I'm blasphemous. Um, everyone would, of course. And if I said he didn't walk on water or, or Moses didn't free the Israelites. Well, what people would start doing is quickly showing you where it's written in the Bible. If I told you that we don't have the freedoms that we think we have and, we, the, the, we would, and that you don't have the right to vote and you don't have the right to bear arms, you would start showing me um, articles of the Constitution to show that we do. And if Googling wouldn't be enough to prove to me, or showing me in the Bible wouldn't be enough to prove to me, you would take me to maybe D.C. to show me the original Constitution. You see, ladies and gentlemen, once we write it down, regardless if it's true or not, it becomes law. Period. When I sign a contract with my, with my um, clients, we sign a contract, it becomes law. Mr. Brown, you said that you would do this. So write your goals down. Write the vision. Make it plain. Write your goals down. Know what you want. And then you have to follow that with action. There has to be action after that. And then it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. If I tell you that, you know what, you can have a Corvette by just popping your fingers, whatever you want in your garage or the perfect mate or whatever – now, that doesn't mean that it's coming as fast as you just snapped your fingers, but as fast as you made a decision, it's already there. Now, when you say that, I'm not going to say that you walk in the garage 
10 minutes later is there. But as fast as you popped your fingers, you made a decision, you wrote it down, you're following the plan. See, think about it. If you want something like a Corvette and you live in an apartment, that didn't really make a lot of sense. I mean, I, or, or maybe a $300,000 vehicle. You kind of need a house for it to go in, right? That's right. And so the universe of God knows what you need, and everything starts to conspire to your will, to that, to those things that you're manifesting in your mind. So it is very, very important, Coach. Just like when you, you're coaching a team, uh, you have strategy, you have a playbook, right? That's correct. So you have a playbook that you go by. Here's the offense. Here's the defense. This is what we're going to do. Now, when they do this, we're going to do that. So it's very important that when you set your goals, that you write it down and understand it. And then it's just like when I started running, I said, I'm going to run a half marathon. I, I, I couldn't put it out there in my mind that I was going to run a marathon. But at that time, ladies and gentlemen, I wasn't running. I wasn't doing anything. Okay. You know, maybe running to the mailbox to get a check or something. <laughs> so... <laughs> out of breath when it did that so I, I, at first I started with a mile see I'm, I'm running a half marathon so then then I, 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 I started running a little bit more and I run two miles and then it got to to the point where I was running you know, four miles a day and then I got enough courage to call my brother which runs every day in North Carolina and I said you know what I'm going to be turning uh, 49 on my birthday uh, this is a couple of years ago and I said I want to run a half marathon with you. And in fact, I'm going to get on the internet and find one. I found one in Charlotte. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I train, train, and train, and train. I was running eight miles a day, six miles a day. Now, when I got to North Carolina, I went, I took time off of work, went to North Carolina, and I ran 13 miles that day. And my brother said, hey, are we going to Charlotte to run the race? I said, I don't think so. And he says, well, you can't do that. You said you was going to do it. I said, my whole objective to running a half marathon was to get into shape. It's not the marathon. It's the fact that I needed to get in shape. So, ladies and gentlemen, I never ran the race, but I trained every day like I was running for a marathon, half marathon. And I, I reduced my weight. My blood pressure went down. You have to train. Whether you run the marathon or not, train like you're training for a marathon. So when we're working with our goals, it's the same way. Whatever goals you want, you have to start training for those. And it's not going to happen overnight. I didn't run 13 miles that first day. Sometimes I had to say, well, I'm going to run from here to that stop sign. And then, okay, now I'm running. Okay, I can, I'm sure I can make it from this stop sign to that stop sign. And then at the end of the day, I had ran four or five miles. So goals are very important, Coach. You know what, folks? Mo Better Brown right here on Basketball More in the Game. Listen, we're just going to uh, give a quick little shout-out there as Mr. Brown, uh, give him a, a few seconds to gather his thoughts uh, before we come back uh, for closing comments. But, hey, listen, for your sports needs uh, in the area of Stanton, Virginia, uh, you may want to go to www.playactsports.com. Hey, listen, these folks do a great, great job for recreational sports activities. Uh, they have volleyball, flag football, uh, soccer, 
uh, basketball, travel basketball. Uh, they started track and field uh, that last weekend. I know they went down and participated in the Commonwealth Virginia Games. They won 10 medals. Uh, that was seven gold uh, and three silver. So brand new track program. Uh, they're doing a great, great job. So again, for your youth sports needs, make sure you go to www.playactsports.com. Uh, and they are a dynamic organization, and we certainly, certainly appreciate uh, them for their encouraging words as, and they continue to support basketball more than the game. Listen, folks, you have just heard, and that's why we call that section in the paint. And you know what? Out of, and I have to, have to be honest with uh, with Mr. Mo Better Brown, out of the 28 uh, shows that we've done, and when we get into that section, there has been some powerful stuff, but when you sit back and you digest what he just said, I'm going to have the honor and privilege to listen to it again before we actually air this uh, in a couple of weeks. So when I'm finished up here in the studio and go down and, and drop this down again for the hard version, uh, it'll give me an opportunity to, to go back and, and listen. But you, you see why he is who he is, and you see why he's achieved what he's achieved. And we certainly appreciate his time and service for this great country that we live in. Uh, the leader that he is for his family, the leader that he is. Uh, yeah, think about it. He wears many hats. Businessman. He's a father. He's a motivational speaker. He's a self-improvement um, you know, entrepreneur. He's uh, the handyman, and he's a sibling. He's a son. Uh, and most importantly, he's my friend. So with that, uh, Mo Better, what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to come back to you with your closing comments for our uh, listening audience. Mo Better. Ladies and gentlemen, if I can just embark one thing to you, like, again, you know, we started out talking about the name, you know, Ben Mobetta, and, and what does it mean? Of course, it's a name that's, you know, it's enduring, you can remember it, but you know, remember, we, we understand we talk about um, basketball is more than the game. It's a com- competitive sport, but when you get down to personal um the, the personal views that you have or the life that you're going to live, you don't have to compete with anybody, okay? So so when you do that, just be the best person that you can be and try to be more better today than you were yesterday. And, and then, you know, I always tell people, you only don't give me, when I'm coaching people and I say, look, I need you to do X, Y, and Z, and I only need you to give me 1%. Could you just give me 1%? Oh, no, no, I can give you more than 1%. I mean, what you're saying is really easy. No, I just need 1%. Because I'm give me 1% today and compound that on a daily basis. At the end of 30 days, at 30 days, you're going to improve yourself by 30%. So just give me 1% and prove upon that. And then let's approve upon that again and approve upon that again. 30% at the end of 30 days. I only need 1%. We only need to be better than the person we were yesterday. And first, in order for you to do that, excuse, I heard someone says that there is no victims. What it was, it, it was, it was, oh gosh, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, the idea was you've got to let go of the things. As, as I said, I grew up in humble beginnings. I let all that go, and in my mind, to my subconscious, I understand that the reason why I am where I am is because of me. 
if you're in the situation that you're in right now and you don't like it, take ownership of it. It was your decision. And what's so good about that is once you understand it was your decision, only you can pull yourself out. You can't call the victim anymore. And so I leave you with him saying that, as I always say, now that you know better, I hope that you start living a life that's more better than my coins. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, uh, wow. You know, it, it is uh, it is it was a long time coming. Uh, and again, I, um, I can't think um, as we always say back in the day and as we are, you know, we're we're over 50 now. And, and my homeboy uh, growing up uh, and he, he's a man in every sense of the word. He's he's such a professional. Uh, he's doing a tremendous, tremendous job. And we just want to thank him from the staff of basketball more in the game for his time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I encourage you to, to check him out. That's Philip Mobetta Brown. Go go to that Facebook page. You know, hit him up. You know, take a look at what he's got flowing. Uh, and again, so from from us to you, sir, we certainly appreciate your time, your talent, and we just wish you continue Godspeed in any and everything that you put in your heart and hands to. And we know that uh, you will continue to make an impact. So again, we certainly appreciate that. Uh, also, we uh, give another shout out to our, you know, de- uh, this most dominant uh, sponsor, Mr. Curtis Jackson out of North Carolina. We certainly appreciate him. And don't forget uh, Act Sports. And you always can tune in to basketball more in the game. That's via iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean.com. Uh, and also don't forget Fast Break Films. That's just a division of basketball more in the game. Uh, and we'll be getting out some new videos uh, coming uh, coming soon. You can check us out on our, my Facebook page, and that's Coach Lamont Goins, uh, and we're looking to do some great things. So, But the last thing we want to plug, uh, coming in August, uh, we'll be co-hosting a ESPN radio show. It's called Out of Bounds with NBA Hall of Famer Mr. Ralph Sampson. That will be coming in August, so you'll be able to uh, check that out on ESPN radio. So we are definitely uh, looking for great things with there. But as closing out, and as always challenge, we're going to ask everybody to be more better tomorrow than you were today. So as in closing, always remember our scripture verse, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And as we always say in closing, somebody somewhere is working on the game. I'm your host, Coach Goins, and we'll see you in the gym. Thank you.